0: Hey, thank you once again for tuning in to uh, Passionate Life Church in the Living Room yes. Part 7. Hey, I want to wish everybody a happy Mother's Day. Yes, happy Come Mother's on. Day. I want to wish this mother a
1: happy <laughs> Mother's Day. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for
0: being such an awesome mom to Thanks. our boys. Yes. Man, we couldn't do life without you. You are so awesome and amazing, Aww. Mom. Thank you. you cry? you going to cry? No. Do you need a tissue? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey, let's, let's take a show of hands. Who is sick of Zoom calls? Come on, just raise your hand up. Zoom calls. Who's sick of watching church on line. Come on, just, just raise your hand. Just just keep them up. Yes, I yeah. see that hand. I see all, that hand. All around. They're Jesus, all over. Jesus, you see our hands. We just <laughs> pray right now that you would move Jesus. Yes. Kill this coronavirus. Kill it. In Jesus' name.
1: Get us back together.
0: I know you've got some Zoom fatigue and online fatigue, but come on, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. The home stretch, it's baby. It's the home stretch. Listen, stop <laughs> saying new normal, okay? Stop saying those words. Uh, This is not our new normal. We are going to go back to whatever you want to call normal, um, at least for the church. We're coming back soon in Jesus' name, all right? Soon we'll be able to high-five, handshake, and hug, and worship together, and gather together, uh, because you can't keep the church down. Amen?
1: Amen.
0: Amen. And that's what we've been talking about, and that's why I believe that the Holy Spirit really just kind of rerouted us. We were talking about... A series called the power of words and and then the Holy Spirit's like no you need to talk about the church mm. and let my people understand what the church is and that the church was always God's idea and not man's idea and so what we've been doing the last several weeks is we've been talking about the person uh, that Jesus built the first church on and really the whole disciples and and, and yes Peter was was the guy and that kind of led the first church. But we we just really looked about how unqualified he was, how unworthy he was, and that he was not perfect. And that's who we are as a church. No perfect people are allowed. It's okay not to be okay, right? And so, uh, man, that's who we are as a church. And we just really take it from, you know, Jesus and who he called to build the church upon. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was people that... You know, we're uneducated, uh, unworthy, unqualified, and and so we've been talking about that the last several weeks, and we just got into the beginning of uh, Pentecost last week, and and, man, the Holy Spirit comes, and, and man, these 120 disciples of Jesus are in this upper room, and they experience this supernatural three supernatural things happen one the Numa of God the ruach of God sweeps through this place right and they feel this mighty Russian wind and, and then there's fire on top of their heads and then they begin to speak in all of these different languages right they begin to speak in all of these different languages that people can understand and that's kind of where we we left off last week and so what I want to do uh, is I want to I want us to pray. But the title of this message today is, What Will We Choose? What will we choose? Come on, Pastor Don. Why don't you pray for us this morning, and then we'll get right into Scripture. Thank
1: you, Lord. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for every ear that, that is hearing, every heart that is open to receive. God, I pray your spirit would land on them today. That your understanding would fill their hearts and their minds, Lord, and that we would be encouraged, uplifted, and feeling your love throughout our whole lives, our homes, our families right now in this moment. God, we believe in your spirit. We believe in who you are, and we choose you today. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen and amen. Okay, what would we choose? So... After this moment is happening, people are hearing all different languages being spoken. Mm -hmm. And Peter has a decision to make in this this moment, right? Right. Is he going to be the rock or is he going to stay in his fear, right? And I want to read this, this passage here that I came across, Hebrews 10, 35, 38 through 38. I believe it's such a now word for us today and what we're in and the decisions that we're going to have to make over the next several weeks or the next several months. And it's the decision that Peter had to make in this moment. So let's, let's go ahead and read verse 35 through 38. So do not throw away your confidence Do not throw away your faith. Don't throw away your confidence because of the coronavirus, okay? Don't throw away your confidence because we're in a pandemic, okay? Don't throw away your confidence in God because you lost your job. Okay, don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Come cool. on, God's going to so reward fetid. you if you stay confident <laughs> in him. Yes. That, that he's Jehovah Jireh, Ooh. that he's our provider. No matter what we're going through, he is our healer. He is our restorer. He is our redeemer. Come yes. on, he's going to richly reward us Thank if you, we Jesus. stay faithful, if we Thank stay you, confident Jesus. in him. Mm-hmm. Listen, he hasn't forgotten about us, all right? Yes. Verse 36, you need to persevere. Come on, this is a time where we need, as the church... As followers of Christ, we need to persevere through this epidemic so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. Listen, God's got promises for you that you have yet to fulfill, and they're good promises, but we need to persevere. In just a little while, He He who is coming will come and will not delay, Mm -hmm. but my righteous one will live by faith, but my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. So good. Take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. So Peter had a decision to make. Is he going to step up or is he going to shrink back? We're going to have a decision to make as Ecclesia, as the body of believers, as a community are you know over the last 2 months in this pandemic we've we've looked less like the biblical view of the church than ever before right we're not gathering together and, and you know we're separated we're watching through a, some type of screen or a device and some of you here's the reality some of you like it Okay, some of you are getting used to going to church in your PJs, drinking coffee, right? And, and watching the message whenever and here's the thing: maybe not even on Sunday, whenever you feel like it. Okay? And so, and then some of you are just thinking that that, and, and these are the, the, the lies that the enemy begins to plant that well, maybe church is just me picking my favorite TV preacher mm. and just watching them whenever I feel like it. This must be church. We need we need to stop thinking that this is why we've been doing a seven-part series, the living room series on the church. and It'll probably end up being more than that because we need to understand what church is and the power of gathering together. And so we're going to have a decision to make over the last couple weeks. And this week, as I was in my prayer time, I believe the Lord really spoke to me um, during that time. And he said this, he said, at some point you need to step out of the shadow of fear and into the light of faith.
1: Come on, that's
0: so Come good. on I feel the Holy Spirit that's in that. So good. You need to step out of the shadow of fear and into the light of faith. At some point, we need to step out of our anxiety and our stress and our worry and our fear and step into what God is calling us to step into, and that is the light of Jesus. Amen. And the promises that He has in store for us.
1: Amen. It's all about that faith. Amen. It's all about that, and that's what God is doing right now. It's not about stepping into that fear and anxiety, but stepping out into faith. And we need to choose God in this season. We have to choose Him every day, every moment, every second, because people are being ravaged, just like we talked about last week. Families are being ravaged, marriages are being ravaged, finances. And we need to say, Our God is bigger than our circumstances, He's above that.
0: Mm-hmm. We just have to come against, you know, rebuke the devourer over our lives. The devourer is coming. Mm-hmm. Satan is coming to try to devour the purpose and the plan and our families. And, mm-hmm. you know, praying this week, the Lord also showed me that we've become sitting ducks as the church, right? Before, the church is all about movement, right? We come, we gather together, and then we go out. Movement. Faith is an action. And, and, and many of us here in America, we, we've become sitting ducks for Satan because we're not immobilized. We're we're mm-hmm. sitting in our home, and and we're not around our co-workers. We're 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 not able to share the the love of Christ the way God intended us to do it. Okay, and so it's not our new normal. I want to continue to remind you guys that soon we'll be gathering together. we will going be a worship. It's going to be a powerful time mm-hmm. in God's presence. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Let's continue. Let's, so there's a bunch of people, okay? There's a bunch of different people there hearing their, their languages being spoken in their perfect dialect, okay? And so let's skip down uh, to verse 11. In Acts. In, in Acts 9 through 13. 2,
1: 2, 9
0: through 13. Yep. And we all hear these people speaking in our own language. And so this is the response, okay, about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them saying, they're just drunk. That's all.
1: And can you imagine all these people coming together? Peter had a choice. So he's being ridiculed immediately after this supernatural miracle happens. And Peter has a choice in this moment.
0: Mm -hmm. And when supernatural things happen many times people try and put a natural explanation to it right okay and so this is what's happening in this moment and i just want to give you warning okay when you try to do this when you try to put a natural explanation to a supernatural moment you sound stupid (laughs) you sound dumb right yeah. Like this is what this this is what's happening right now in right. this this moment, right? This soup, three supernatural things happen: the ruach mm-hmm. of God, or the ruach of God, the numa of God comes through breeze mm-hmm. on these people, fire of God, and then they're speaking in other languages in perfect dialect about the wonderful things that God is doing, and their explanation for it is they're drunk. They're drunk. <laughs> they're wasted. Now, listen. I've been drunk a lot, okay? Confession of a pastor, all right? Not recently, okay? And I'm recently, Thank okay, you, 19 years, sober. Come on, somebody.
1: Come
0: on! Um, but I've been drunk a lot, and uh, not one time, not one time did I get wasted and be able to speak perfect Spanish. <laughs>
1: that <would be>
0: amazing. <laughs> you know, if that was true, that would be part of our mission plan, right? Like, let's just get everybody drunk, we'll go to Mexico, and we'll just witness to people because alcohol will give us the utterance to speak perfect Spanish, so right? It's like yeah, that sounds dumb, right? But that, this is what happens when we try to explain yeah. supernatural things with a natural explanation. Right. You know, it's like the Big Bang Theory, or we've evolved from apes, and it's just... It's stupid. It's just dumb. Like, yeah. it, and this is what happens. And sometimes, listen to me, sometimes the only explanation is God. Let's go. That's it. It's, it's God. I can't explain it. And I don't know about you, but I don't want a God that I can fully understand and explain everything that he's doing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to submit and worship a God that I can understand fully, fully all of his ways. I want a God that, that whose thoughts and ways are way higher than mine. That, that's the God that I, I want to serve. Then, Amen.
1: I want to be in wonder in awe. Yeah that we cannot explain this. We cannot explain what is happening right now, but we serve a God that is outside of our thoughts, that is outside of our limitations, that is outside of all of that, that is a beautiful God that made the heavens and the earth, the nature that is around us, the mountains that we get to enjoy. We have a God that is good and Mm -hmm. that he is going to bring miracles into our life when we step out of fear and into faith.
0: So good, awesome. You want to read Acts 2, 14 through
1: 27, 21? yes, let's go. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you, I love this, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. He steps up and forward, and he's choosing to move forward, even in the ridicule. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk as some of you are assuming. We know what assuming does. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you are, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel, Joel, bringing it back to the scriptures, bringing it back to the truth of the word. That's what we always have to do. We have to come back to God's word because it's truth. And this is what he's preaching. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, my men and women, and alike, both men and women. Come on, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark, and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord. Arrives, but everyone, come on, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Will be saved.
0: So Peter steps up and he says, You got to be some kind of special drunk, right? To be drunk at (laughs) nine o'clock in the morning, right? Like, that's not even like. They weren't even drinking the Jews, weren't even would never drink at nine o'clock in the morning. And so um, he's like, that that's a stupid explanation, right? right? And and so I love I love that last passage there. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Who was Jesus for?
1: Everyone. Who
0: is the church for?
1: Everyone.
0: Everyone and all. Now, this was such a big deal. And I love how Jesus models really the the first church for us Mm -hmm. with his group, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the big distinctions of Jesus's ministry uh, and, and his followers, one, he let everybody follow him, right? Sinners, tax collectors, the worst of the worst, but also women. Yes. And young, and young people, right? Young men. And, and it was a huge youth movement. The first Christians were, were, were young. They were teenagers. They were in their early 20s. It was a big youth movement. But it was also a, a Jesus was the first one to put in motion this women's empowerment movement that women's lives matter, right? right. Because up to this point, the Jewish custom was that women were just property.
1: Jesus started it. The inclusion, this inclusive, it's not new. This is not new. Jesus started the inclusive movement to include everyone. Right.
0: So good. Luke 8, 1 through 3. And I I want you to see this in Luke 8, 1 through 8. Can can you read this for us? And then I'll recap Luke 8, 3 again. Sure.
1: So verse 8, Soon afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby, nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him, along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Chuza, Herod's business manager, Susanna, and many others, many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. Awesome. So good. And then this version, the ASV version.
0: Yeah, Luke 8 verse 3 here in the ASV. uh, ASV does a really good job of staying close to the original Greek And so I just want to read verse 3 to give us a little bit different, a deeper perspective of what Luke is talking about here when he's talking about these women that followed Jesus. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who ministered unto them of their substance. Now, we have to go to the Greek um, and and just really look at that word, what that word ministered means in the Greek. And the Mm -hmm. Greek word is, come on, let's see if I can do it, on Ao, I'm not a great scholar. Okay, let's just put it good out up, there. Okay, um, we can put the we can put the word up on the on screen AO, so you yeah. can uh, figure it out on your own. How does that? All right. So the definition is the most important part, right? Come on, let's read it. Means caring for the needs of others as the Lord guides in an active practical way to serve alongside, right? So these women weren't just taglongs, right? They they were all in. They had encountered Jesus in a supernatural way. Yes. They either had evil spirits and Jesus cast them out of them or he had healed them at some point or someone that they knew that was close to them that had impacted their life. And so here we see a bunch of ladies, we see a bunch of women, right? That are all in on Jesus financially too. Come on. It it makes a specific mention of that. They were financially supporting Jesus. And I think it's interesting that Jesus's ministry needed financial support, right? Just like the church needs financial support. And these ladies, man, they're all in with Jesus. And I love this image that, man, they're they're serving alongside of Jesus. They're they're you know meeting people's needs right alongside of Jesus.
1: Women's empowerment, Jesus empowered women. And it didn't this is this is just the heart of who Jesus is in yep. ministry. That it doesn't matter what your background, it doesn't matter your age, your ethnicity, it doesn't matter your gender. He is going to Plant you in places in order for you to be used in your gifts and talents for his kingdom he includes everybody it's that empowerment he chooses everyone it's for all everyone and and what i love about this church passionate life we don't just talk about empowerment we do it. We live it. We have a pastor and a leader that believes in everyone, no. that believes in me. I have a husband and a pastor that believes in me, the gifts and talents that God has given me, and he welcomes me to, to walk in this opportunity that God puts before us, right? And so what an awesome environment and, and church to be a part of where Everybody can be used in the gifts and talents that God's given us. And it doesn't matter our gender. It doesn't matter our ethnicity. It doesn't matter our age. We all have a part and a place here.
0: Amen. So good.
1: So amazing. Love it. Yes.
0: So as your pastor, this next passage that we're going to read, it actually, Peter addresses uh, two really important aspects. And here at Passion Life Church, what, what I love is that we have so many New believers at, at PLC who are just discovering who they are in Christ, or uh, brand new to the Bible and Scripture, yeah. and so you don't even know. Some of you don't even know what Christians argue about, right? <laughs> and uh, you're gonna some of you are be like, this, "That's stupid. That you argue about." But I went to Bible college, okay? And We argued about a lot of dumb stuff, and um, one of the things that that we argue about in in Bible college and seminary is a thing called predestination and free will. Mm-hmm. Like I'm telling you, I've been in classrooms where I've seen people want to fight, like Sad. like go to both about free will and predestination. And so, as your pastor, I want to I want to lead you through this. Well, I want us to have good doctrine. I want us to have yes. good theology. Amen. That's really important to us here that we can understand scriptures. And I love this Peter's very first sermon. He, he mentions this.
1: He addresses And
0: him. so I just want to say, can we stop arguing about this, all right? Can we just stop arguing about predestination or free will? I'm going to show you, Peter talks about it right here, and, and he pretty much ends the ends the argument, okay? Because I think so many times we're like, we have to be like, and, but, right? But when the reality is, it's yes. Yes to both, okay? That's what... We believe here at Passion Life Church. We believe in predestination, uh, prearranged things, but we also believe in the free will of God. So come on, let's read it. Verse 22. People of Israel, listen. And this is Peter talking. He says, God publicly endorsed Jesus, the Nazarene, by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him. As you well know, but God knew what would happen, and his prearranged plan, okay, there's a prearranged plan, was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grips. Okay, okay. Let's, let's just talk about it really quick, okay? Predestination and free will. Okay, Peter addresses them both in, in two sentences, okay? Mm-hmm. And so what he says is that it was prearranged. It was predestined that Jesus would come, die for our sins. Jesus had to die. He was the perfect sacrifice. He was yeah. the Lamb of God. He he came um, fully human, but also fully God to die for our sins so we he could free us from sin and death, okay? That had to happen. There was no other way, and Jesus had to come and do that, and the Father had to send him, okay? But what Peter is saying is that you didn't have to be part of killing Jesus.
1: So good. That
0: was your choice. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't have to be part of the group, that decided to, to kill Jesus and nail him to a cross and, and to beat him and spit on him and, and put the crown on the floor. Like you didn't have to be part of that group and that's where the free will comes in. Peter's saying this was predestined by God, but you didn't have to be part of killing Jesus. And my big thing with people that are just so set on predestination and, and the sovereignty of God, which man, it is, but what the tendency what happens is people use it as an excuse to stay in their sin, right. and I've talked to people, and I've talked to pastors that that will just be like, well, you know, God knew that I was going to have an affair on my wife, and I was going to lose my church, and it was, you know, it was prearranged. It was predestined, and and so there's nothing I could do about it. I'm like, bro, you, you could have done a lot about it, right? Like, right. And it, it's... The sovereignty of God is not supposed to be used to condone our sin or to stay in our sin. And that's my biggest issue with it. Yes, does God prearrange things? Absolutely, he predestined some things. things. Some things have to happen, right? But to take away our free will to choose is not how God created us to be.
1: Right, and in an association with what we're going through right now in this season, a lot of us could be questioning God. Why are you making this happen right now? Why why are you allowing this to happen? And you prearranged this virus and 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 this is all God's will and plan. Uh No. God's will is not for us to suffer. God's will is not for us to be in pain. God's will, he is allowing these things to happen, but we have a choice, right? This is where the free will comes in. We have a choice to choose faith. We have a choice to choose hope. We have a choice to serve our community in the midst of our struggle. We have a choice to reach out to the church for help to you know, for prayer, for the needs of our our family, to take a step of faith and say, I'm not alone. And I believe in a God that's going to give me peace in this season. God does not want these bad things to happen to his people. Mm-hmm. He is there and he wants us to choose him in the midst of our struggle and our chaotic lives right now, feeling alone, feeling isolated. We have choices in this season. What are right. we going to choose?
0: Right. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't want us to suffer, but Jesus is clear that, you know, sometimes we will suffer. Yeah. You know, sometimes we will get sick, sometimes we will lose our jobs, sometimes we will struggle, and you know, we go back to the the scripture in Hebrews that says, man, this is the time to stay confident. Mm. This is the time to persevere, persevere through these things and and man, God has an abundant life for us. He has good things in store for us. And it doesn't mean if you're suffering now that you're out of God's will either, right? Right. And even though he's got great things, that's the time to dig deep and say, all right, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to continue to have faith in Jesus. I'm going to continue to be confident that he has the promise of good things in store. Of the rich
1: reward that we will
0: receive. Amen. Yeah. Let's continue. King David said this about him. I see that the Lord is always with me. Come on, that's... That's for somebody today right now yes. watching. The Lord is always with you. He's always with us. Look at this. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. Come on. God is with you even when you're shaken. Come on. No wonder my heart is glad and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope.
1: Yes. I
0: love that. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave You have shown me the way of life, and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. And so I love Mm. Peter is quoting David here, and basically he's quoting this prediction, this prophecy that David makes about Jesus. He's Mm. talking about Jesus. He's not talking about himself here. He's talking about Jesus. And uh, Peter then transitions into the gospel, right? Man, Jesus has died for your sins, and, and man, if you just receive him, man, you'll receive the Holy Spirit, right, and, and eternal life, and what happens in this moment, and I love one of the last things that, that he says in his message is he says, save yourself, and this is down verse 41, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Come on, we're, we're living in a in a crooked generation today, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all.
1: Mm.
0: What an amazing day yeah. that must have been.
1: Yes. Right? Yes, because Peter chose to move forward in faith above his fear, no matter what happened in his past. Well, we've, we've talked about the history of Peter. He made mistakes. He was not perfect. He, he was... Ah, oh, he had turmoil and chaos and under persecution, but he said, "I'm going to move forward. I choose to let the Holy Spirit reign in my life. I choose to walk forward and be in the Rock. I choose Jesus and the path that He has put before me, no matter what uh, persecution He was under, ridicule, whatever that looked like. Peter chose Jesus in this moment, and three thousand get saved. Yeah. Miracle! What
0: a what a, yeah, what a miraculous moment! What a a wondrous moment that must have been as people are just in, in the wonderment of God, and this just the Holy Spirit is being poured mm-hmm. down, and man, it, it just people are being filled up mm-hmm. and, and just feeling the presence and the power and the love of God in this moment. And so the very next thing, the very next scene that we see, we see that these people, these believers, form a community. That's the very next thing. Then they get saved. There's 3,000 of them now, right? The Holy Spirit comes and yes. they form this community that's called the church. This was God's idea. This was Jesus's idea. Okay, let's let's pick up in verse 42 here. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles and teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals including the Lord's supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe Came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place, shared everything they had. They sold their property and their possessions, and shared their money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all people and each day the lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved i think we'll we'll probably talk about that some next week too but let's get into it let's break that passage apart go ahead pastor don
1: this is why our mission okay our mission statement leading people into a fully devoted relationship with jesus christ a fully devoted and in this verse all the believers devoted themselves and this is what love looks like teaching fellowship sharing in meals and in prayer this is what love looks like they sold everything and gave it away to one to one another and to the poor and to the people that are in need they were in such heavy persecution. They were being hunted and killed and martyred. They were so, but they were, in, they were praising God. They were giving to one another. This generosity. Man, when we get filled with the Holy Spirit in our life, Love, our whole perspective changes and we start to love like we've never loved before. Amen. We start to give generously like we've never given before. We start to welcome people into our lives and into our homes. We start to receive the teaching that God is giving to us through our leadership and through our authority, fully devoted. This is, this is what the church looks like. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful de- depiction of what yeah. God's family is and what we are to one another as a community
0: what's so amazing about this moment is that all these different people from all over the world were there at that moment and you know the holy spirit has poured down the gifts of uh, man being able to speak in another language to get the tongues was given in this moment and all of these people are hearing the wonderful things of god they hear peter preach and i don't know I don't know how that translate, you know, because not all of them understood Peter. Maybe some of them are, are translating Peter's message, but 3,000 of them get saved, right? And then they all go back home and form these communities.
1: Right. Which is,
0: man, why the Holy Spirit is given in this moment at this time, right? Man, God's timing is perfect in all of this. And so 3,000 get saved and 3,000, you know, some stay there, but 3,000 go out throughout the whole world and they create these communities and they create the church and, and from all over these different cities and countries. And I just think that's amazing. God's plan was so perfect. His timing was so perfect. And the obedience of his followers were, was so perfect in this moment uh, to encounter these miracle, this miracle of the Holy Spirit. Now, listen, Satan is okay with people coming to a building for an hour a week. He's fine with that. He's fine with you watching a message or, or, or a worship set on, on your tablet or your TV screen. He's fine with it. He doesn't care. What Satan is not okay with, listen to me, he's not okay with us devoting our lives to Jesus. Yep. He's not okay with that because that looks different, right? Devoting our lives. And here it says their daily lives. They, they mm. met together Daily. They were serving each other daily. They were, they were following Jesus daily. It just wasn't once a week for an hour. It was every single day. They were devoted to Jesus, right? They were devoted to the Word of God. They were devoted to God's Word. They were devoted to community. They were, they were devoted to doing life together, to be ecclesia, to be a body part. They, they were devoted to prayer. They were devoted to sharing meetings meals, to doing life together. These are the things that Satan is not okay with because the result of these things is miracles and wonders. That was the result Mm -hmm. of this devotion Mm -hmm. to each other's lives, to the word, to community, to prayer, to sharing meals. Mm -hmm. The result was miracles and wonders. Mm -hmm. And Again, I bring back to this decision that we're going to have to make, right? Because you read this, and I think we'll talk about it more next week in even more detail. Is that the if you are reading this for the very first time, and you're comparing it to what you see in the American church, you're like, "That's, that's that doesn't that doesn't align, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's not lined up." And the decision is. we're going to have to make is are we willing to get uncomfortable? Are we willing to what we think is a sacrifice, right? To sacrifice our time, sacrifice our resources, our finances, right? Because Americans, they don't, they don't like this view of the church, right? We don't, we like to be comfortable. Our, our goal is to be even more comfortable. So you start reading a story, right, uh, about a bunch of people that didn't even care about their possessions. We're like, no, thank you, right? Like, I like my stuff, right? Uh-huh. And, and, and so this is a really uncomfortable passage of what the, the original church looks like because in America, we think church is one hour a week, and then if they don't sing your favorite song or the pastor's not funny enough, we complain about it, right? And, and so, guys, like, God has given us an opportunity to come back and make some changes in our life, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna, church is not an hour a week. Church is every single day of my life devoting my life to Jesus, devoting my life to the word, devoting my life to community, devoting my life to prayer and sharing meals and, and devoting and committing doing life with people yeah. right? Yeah listen, what the result of that is is we will see even more miracles happen. Mm-hmm. We will we will man that sense of awe that's what we want man. Mm-hmm. I want every Sunday that we come and we gather together for us just to have this sense of awe, how blessed we are as a people, that we get to gather together, right, together, that we get to worship an all-powerful God that we don't understand fully, right, that we get to do that freely out of our choice, right, and then we get to sing songs about Him and to Him, about how much we love Him, and, and we get to share in the Word of God and hearing a message that's inspired by the Holy Spirit, and then have a time to respond yep. to Him and, yep. and get prayer and pray for one another. And man, that's, yep. man, that's my prayer, is that we would come back with a yep. sense of awe.
1: I think what's really important is that we never forget this season. Don't ever forget this season. Because what the enemy's going to try to do is six months from now, a year from now, uh, you know, we're going to go back to, we're going to want to go back to our old ways. And forget what we went through in this season. We can never forget. So that we never stop valuing the importance of gathering together. All in one accord. In fellowship. Encouraging each other. Loving one another. Being able to be vulnerable and transparent, and having a group of people come around and support us and love us and lift us up to celebrate together, to praise God, to listen to teaching like we can never forget. Let's not shrink back or forget what we're going through, but let's step forward and always remember the value of God's house and fellowship with one another.
0: And I just want to warn you this this summer, okay? Okay. We're going to have some baptism and barbecue, okay? And, and man, I want, I'm going to encourage everybody to come and be part of it. And man, if you haven't been baptized in water, get baptized in water this mm-hmm. summer and be part of the community and, and eat some hot dogs and hamburgers together. Let's share meals together, mm-hmm. you know, this summer. And man, it's time for us to not shrink back, right? And step in into the confidence of God. Yeah. Let's step out of the shadow of fear and into the light of faith. Amen? Amen. Let's transition into our response time. And and, and now it's time for us to respond what God has been speaking to us and stirring up in us. Maybe you would say, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus and I need to make that commitment Mm. now. Or maybe you've drifted from the truth and, and you've just, man, today's the day where you make a recommitment to Christ being a follower, a fully devoted Follower of Jesus Christ, yeah. and I want to invite you to uh, repeat this prayer with me. Come on, let's pray. Let's, wherever you are, bow your heads and close your eyes as we pray. Just pre- please say these words after me, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus, I thank you. I
1: thank you
0: for what you did on the cross. For what
1: you did on the cross,
0: and I ask today,
1: and I ask today
0: that you would forgive me of all my sins.
1: That you would forgive me of all my sins.
0: That you would come into my life. That
1: you would come into my life.
0: And be my lord and king. And
1: be my lord and
0: king. And from this day forward. And from this day forward. I will follow you. I will follow you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on. Heaven is rejoicing. They're having a party. Yes, they are. Right now. What do you have? the people as we transition out today.
1: Hey, if you gave your heart to Jesus today, we are celebrating with you. This is a huge step in your life, the best decision you will ever make. We would love to give you a Bible. The Word of God is truth and promise and, and brings so much love and life into us, and we want to gift you with that. So if you do not have a Bible, we would love to send that Bible to you. Please reach out to us at passionlifechurch@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We can get that too. We also have a Fresh Start book. Now. Next steps on what that looks like uh, we also have prayer all week long no matter what you need we have a text for prayer line we also have a virtual prayer cove at the end of this It's a zoom call where you can connect with a prayer partner to walk with you and journey with you in these next steps man healing and prayer is powerful and and we want that for you today
0: Amen. We we love you so much. We can't wait for the day, and it's coming soon. It's coming soon. And we can high-five, handshake, and hug, and gather together and worship together. Come on. Thank you for joining us and watching us. Have a great day.